0: Welcome to Pass the Mic. In this episode, child and youth care students and friends, Emil and G speak candidly about their experiences and perspectives centered on their multifaceted identities, identities often seen and responded to through a single-story lens. Hey, Anna. Hi. Hey, everybody. My name is Emil Peter Moses Cornelius Marshall Neufeld. I am an Indigenous man. And that, when I say Indigenous, I mean... Mi'kmaq from the East Coast. So, those are my people. That is my nation. Those are my customs and cultures from out there. And would you like to take it from there? Yeah, my name
1: is um, Jim Young. I am a third year uh, CYC student at uh, McEwen University. Um, I am of Korean descent. Um, but, yeah, I'm not as, uh, how do I say it, uh, fancy as, uh, Mila here, um, but... Nothing
0: fancy about it, man.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, no, we're just here, um, with Anna doing a podcast, um, just about certain topics that have been, um, internally dwelling in us, where, uh, yeah. having a safe, uh, a safe environment where we can like outlet these um, thoughts and feelings because um, sometimes we may not be able to do it in the classroom or in an institutional setting where there could be some uh, pushback or some um, rebellion, like resistance.
0: People have different skills, and it's not all translated academically or through that through that one lens of seeing. There's many different ways of viewing helping someone through some shit, which I've I've, I've been a part of a, a lot in my life.
1: As an indigenous, as an indigenous man, mm-hmm. especially in a predominantly female-oriented yeah. program, yeah. and on top of that, just being indigenous, like in a university setting like I'm I I'm I'm curious wow. about you know was there any forms of stigma, generalizations, profiling?
0: There's there's a lot of curiosity. There's a lot of a lot of curiosity. That's a positive lunch. Yeah, cuz people are always asking me where are you from, where why are you in school? What's 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 the purpose of this? And it's
1: Hold on a What do you mean? What do you mean like why are you in school and what is the purpose of this I'm, can you elaborate on that because i'm a little curious
0: oh, about it, that it's i don't i don't personally believe it's from a, any negative lenses uh, i just i think there's a lot of general curiosity Is like there's an indigenous person in class that's not that that's unheard of but it it usually comes with some form of curiosity from some people and they're they're curious. Oh, what, like where are you from? What, what kind? Of, well, like you're indigenous. What does that mean? And then I have to go into I am a Mi'kmaq man and where that comes from and and how I was raised, mm-hmm. and then telling him about being on the powwow trail my entire life and the things that I've seen all throughout going to all these different communities and celebrating our culture with them and all the elders I've talked to and and all of the elders telling me that I'm part of the 7th generation the one that will bring change and healing to our people and it's it's finding out how what that means to me and and how how to maybe make a difference and that's that's kind of why i'm in school not because i was just told that but because also i feel that as as a as the spirit of the buffalo as someone that is part of the herd and is to look after the herd i believe this is this is where I'm supposed to be that's where that comes from kind of but I don't know exactly what how do I put it what other people's thoughts are of like oh this indigenous person in school I don't I don't I'm not too sure what people think and I'm not I don't want to put any suggestive ideas out there I I think it comes from a place of curiosity all right. So, Gio, I, yeah, my, my place of coming from a curiosity is stemming from my world view for the most part. And I'm just curious, because I, I believe you said that you'd maybe approach that differently if someone walked up to you and asked what brought you to this program and, and where that comes from for you. Well, for
1: me, yeah. for me, it was... Um, Like, going into, uh, like, child and youth care, and, like, I've had people ask me, it's like, oh. Because I get, like, you know that saying, never budget, never judge a book by its cover. But first impressions are really important for, like, just societal, like, uh, perceptions, right? Yeah. And I don't look like your typical child and youth care worker. I don't. Because I've been profiled being a drug dealer. I've been profiled um, being... Um, especially out here, I don't wear red and black Yeah, because, definitely yeah, I don't wear red and black because I get profiled that way. Yeah. I never looked at race. I never looked at, um, like an individual's color of their skin until when I got older and experiencing, you know, forms of racism and discrimination, even being at McEwen, it's been like the CYC department's been a positive But I definitely sensed it with um, different cliques, different groups where there is judgment. There is, you know, opinion. That's right. You had elders and you had people who told you. had a lot of mentors. Yeah, you had a lot of mentors, right? So it's, have you not noticed like a pattern here? It's like you had mentors that have been guiding you.
0: We both had people that have helped us. To get to this point. Yeah, absolutely. And I believe you can.
1: And I think it's a continuation, but being in our program, I've never really had to experience um, like that level of curiosity because I'm just I'm you know me, man. Like you know me, you've seen me, you've observed me. I'm a very like straightforward in your face type of person. Mm-hmm. And you know, when people ask it's like, Oh, are you uh like where are you from? or oh and it's so funny when there's like when they say oh you're korean and from the north or are you from the south like hearing that i'm just like humor to me diffuses a lot of you know that tension do
0: you feel that our program is relatively inclusive i feel like it it is for what exactly we're facing like because there's a lot of indigenous people in what we're dealing with. There's there's a lot of indigenous people in group care. We're still taking away, you know, indigenous kids. We're still we're still putting them in jails. For being inclusive in the CYC program for indigenous peoples, I feel like we do a very good job of raising awareness and helping people know exactly what the indigenous people have been through, but the same time there there was those few times where i've I've walked into it i guess the one time i walked into a class and then we ended up talking about the past of indigenous peoples and then i heard some students be like oh not this again and why didn't you
1: speak up why didn't you say something when you heard that
0: because i'm trying to, to to understand where they're coming from and I'm trying to, to build their empathy and give them the, sh- the, the benefit of the doubt and be like, what makes them feel this and understand this? It's, it's because of where they're from and how they're raised, right? It's like.
1: Or, you know. I, I
0: could just take it from like, because when I was younger, I lived in rural Alberta for a little bit, and my brother and me, we got beat up every day. My brother got thrown in a dumpster. I got beat up in front of him trying to protect him and it was the worst experience either of us could ever have. And I'm just happy I got big enough to actually beat them back, but like I I'm I'm past that. It's it's more about learning about where they come from, how they came to those ideas. And whew, it's okay. I just want to understand the root cause of why, and then see if, once I understand it, if there's a possibility of creating change around that. It's. I don't want to attack those specific individuals. There's a potential of creating change in those individuals, or for those individuals, or with those individuals, but like, it's, it wasn't my place in that classroom in that moment. If I brought it up and singled them out, I feel like it would have... Because I would have done it loudly if I did do it. And it, it would have it would have done something, I feel, negative in the classroom. And, and produced a... It could have created healing around it. Or it could have created a, a shadow. And I feel like our, our cohort does have a really strong heart to it. I feel like it. there's a lot of caring. I don't know exactly all of where it maybe comes from i feel like we all bring a little bit of it but we both had to have mentors in order to push us because it just wasn't part of where we where we come from to actually be able to get into school the way because if you think about
1: it we we were supposed to be statistics yeah we were supposed to be statistics i guess right like
0: again when i was in the class and i was like put up your hand if like you know your father put up your hand if you if you you know have heard gunshots. Put up your hand if you've heard someone die. Like, that yeah. kind of shit, that's, that's kind that's like, that's real shit, and that's like... But then you
1: could see, you, po- you could see who's... The hands that went down. Yeah, like, so continuously, yeah, and then...
0: The hands that went up were already very few. So yeah. It was like...
1: It's a privilege to be in school.
0: Yeah. And
1: but there's... there's also
0: a lot of healing, you said, and like that, that... No,
1: there's lots of healing, because we have people who are, our instructors are very caring... Individuals yeah. and th- yeah, they're really good I'm at building. the CYC
0: program and being part of it a lot of because of the instructors. <laughs> the girls laughing at me in the back when I left because there was there was some cultural stuff going on and we we're talking about all the intergenerational intergenerational trauma and I, I was crying that day and I had to leave the classroom and she was like, That was really really shitty, those people were making fun of you while you were crying.
1: Oh man, those people yeah, are lucky. She wanted to beat like, them up too. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Mike, how do you think our instructors at McEwen could <laughs> help support people of indigenous um, an indigenous background or people of non-white descent?
0: Uh, well. I feel like there's a very good job on on raising that awareness of what indigenous people are going through. And and, and a lot of that comes from the people that at CYC practitioners were going to be serving. Uh, But as an indigenous student going through it, this is probably one of the best, like, programs I've ever seen for for, for even, like, talking about it, Mm -hmm. for for noticing and acknowledging Acknowledging what Indigenous people have been through, this is like at its apex for me. From, cause I don't know, maybe maybe I'm I'm coming from not even that long ago. Like I graduated in like 2010, but like oh right, that's <laughs> like that's not that long ago. But there there wasn't as much, yeah, about it, and there, it's just I feel like it's not necessarily uninclusive. I don't know what could be done better, but I do know that for me, it would be very, very important to bring elders to talk about what they experienced. Because I know for me, that was very, very powerful, very, very moving. It's the reason why whenever something like intergenerational trauma and residential schools get gets brought up, I cry. Because yeah. I've heard so many elders talk, and with their words of passion they cry and they tear up and they they show exactly what they've been through and i feel like it would be a disservice not to bring those elders in and to to hear them while they still live and and breathe to to hear what they've gone through and 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 have that expressed to the students because once that knowledge is 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 gone it's it's gone forever and it's something that i feel should be honored and given given its place in the sun, you know, and also nice, give them right. the tobacco that they need to actually give that knowledge. Yeah. You'd also be very surprised because you don't even know what you're going to get from an elder. They have so much knowledge in general.
1: Nice.
0: Again, when you go into a powwow, which is what I go to all the time, mm-hmm. there's always a certain aura of culture and there's always a whole bunch of tourism. It's a big thing for, for tourism and I get asked all the time, where are you from? What are like I, I have never seen a real life, you know, Indian before. Like and it's just like what the heck? <laughs> like yeah. that that is that has always been sort of a tough thing. And that that's that's I feel like where a lot of my understanding has come from of not immediately just attacking someone mm-hmm. because it's it's understanding where they come from and it's mm-hmm. having that that level of like, Okay, I get it. They actually have no idea about my people and where I'm from or this land that they're currently in, which is not my people's land. But I'll do my best to be an interpreter of like what our culture is and what like our, our people as a as a whole are and can be and and how we prefer to be called indigenous instead of like Aboriginal, especially not Indian or, you know, any anything like that. And it's 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 trying to help create that different sort of a change in in like the storytelling and i guess the narrative of like our people and where we come from and we're not just a bunch of savages i've i've scared so many people just by just by existing just by having my regalia on people have been legitimately scared of me even though i have a big happy face i'm just like hey 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 no it's, it's cool it's cool it's okay it's it's fine we're okay i'm sorry and it's just uh, that's why I, I I immediately know how to turn on that soft side, because it's it's if I didn't I would have scared so many so many people, and especially if you see me dance you'd be like holy sh this person's gonna murder me, because it's about storytelling when I dance it's about telling the story of warriors of of hunters and gatherers and it's about letting people know where we come from how we used to live as a people and then going from that dance to telling people kind of where we come from and it's mm-hmm. it's very very hard and you know
1: uh, my experience hasn't been the same like
0: I mean we're all different absolutely
1: my- I think when I was... I came here
0: when I was, like, an infant, right? Yeah. Like, in Toronto. This is the only place you've ever known. This is your home. This is... Yeah, and I came
1: here when I was, like, an infant, right? So, like, I was, like, like maybe six months, and then we moved to Canada, and then I had to adapt. I had no choice but to assimilate, you know? And there was a lot of confliction, a lot of conflict with, you know... I went to a predominantly... White school where Absolutely. I had to learn English, There's no where way. and it was hard because um, and I and you know as a child you're looking at it as oh man like I I hate to say this I was envious I was envious because I saw the keeping up the, with the Joneses um, you know um, mentality you know because I came from a broken home I grew up at like Jane and Finch. You know, and when I got a little older, I saw majority of my friends were predominantly Caucasian, and they accepted me for me because I grew up in a melting pot of a city. But I was envious because I was like, I didn't like who I didn't like my culture. I didn't like uh, who I was. I wanted to be white. I wanted to be white because that's what I was taught that white is right. You know, and and the only thing is, it was like it was hard. Because I would get invited over for uh, friends, like, you yeah, know. and
0: you the, have to put your own heritage and all that aside. Not even that, that, but even having
1: parents, even else. having parents, right? Even having parents are like, oh, so um, where are you from? And I'm like, Toronto, you know, like. Yeah. And like, oh, what part of the neighbor? what city do you live in? And I'd be like, oh, I live at Young and Finch, which is predominantly a, like, the, the community is very Korean. Okay. But I never, and I felt ostracized, I felt like assimilated from my even my own people because my mom would she didn't like the fact that I was like becoming too how'd I say it, a banana, you know? Yellow on the white and white in the end. Mom didn't like that. So she would be like, okay, you're going to church And I got rejected there by Koreans who looked at me as like, you know, you skateboard, you have a mohawk, you know, like you're weird. You like, like I had my whole skate face, so we don't have to go there. But the only thing was I couldn't relate. And like there was, it was a a lot of confliction. Yeah. And then I started to, I always felt weird. I always felt like I never really fit in anywhere. Never really felt... And when I tried to fit in somewhere, it just never really worked out.
0: Yeah, it's...
1: And it was hard because, like, I was the token Asian guy. The token Asian guy. You know what I mean? We have a lot of similarities yeah. in everything that you've said. <laughs> That's what I mean. Single
0: single house, We, we like, being with our friends and, and just not fitting I, in in general. Yeah. yeah. Being
1: the token Asian guy and then, you know you know, having expectations with mom because, like, she was always comparing me with other Korean kids because other Korean kids were going off to, like, York University, U of T, yeah. and I was going to Humber College for Clown College for two years. And There's my mom was just like, that. I know, but that's the thing. My mom was just like, what are you doing? And then doing you, I'm considered a bad Korean because I have tattoos, I have piercings, you know, past, all you know, all the, all the stigmas apply, yeah. and all that. And then... I never really felt like I fit in anywhere, and you know what's the hardest thing is like, oh they're like oh you're oh what nationality are you? And I'm like, I'm like, w- w- what do you mean? And I'm like I'm Canadian. I yeah. was born here, but then people are like, no, but no, like culturally, but where, are like, where are you from? Like yeah. where are your parents from? Yeah, and true. I hate it when they're like, are you Japanese, Chinese? I always put humor involved. You know, it's always been an identity thing, man. Because like, it, like, it, yeah. But also it's like this sense of conformity too. To what Western society's expectations are, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where, you know, we're supposed to be individuals, we're supposed to be... And maybe because I've come from, like, two liberal, like, provinces, like, cities, where being unique, being different is okay. Where, if you think here, do we have to follow a social norm? That's where I'm at. Because here, I don't really see a lot of, like... It's been hard because I do feel like I've had to uh, like assimilate my culture. Like yeah. it's hard when I have conversations with my mom because I diligently just still try to speak in my native tongue, but it's not as good as it was because I l- sort of lost it yeah. because I had to learn English and I had I didn't have the luxuries of, you know, like, you know, like I, yeah, like I didn't have like a tutor or anything to teach me English. The best way to learn for me was I was there was no You're other Koreans around. It. There was no just other Koreans local. around. Yeah. It was just I had to learn and adapt or yeah. and it's funny because people are like, "Oh, you don't have an accent." My experiences with white people haven't really been positive where yeah. it's like that whole concept of trust. We need to be in a safe environment where we can share these things because yeah, there were times there was a long period of time where I don't trust white people and it's unfortunate since I've been in Alberta for a year. Yeah. Like I'm scared sometimes, man. How's your journey? Like, As do you feel like you have to conform or assimilate or, you know, what do you think? I, I
0: would say in university, I definitely conform less because I was also older. I was about 25, 24 when I first started my journey at McEwen because I've been here, what, four or five years now? Jeez. And I've been in the CYC program for three of them and mostly upgrading before that but yeah I feel like I feel like I've isn't it it's like an, an indigenous man that's in university that doesn't smoke or drink or any of that like I am a fucking unicorn dude I don't feel like I have to change who I am well because I'm in university I feel like if anything I need to show who I am more because I'm in university, because people are, I feel like very ignorant at at times, and it's just, yeah. it's just, I I find myself singing more indigenous songs as I walk around, and it's not necessarily to like show them off, but it is also just to make sure that like they are remembered and they are known, yeah. like A Guando Day, which is about a, a a story about people coming together meeting and, and having a celebration mm-hmm. it's the idea of, of what a party looks like, it's the idea of people coming together and sharing which is a kind of I feel like what school is a little bit about because mm. the original song talks about people rowing their canoes across to meet people over great distances and it's about that, that storytelling experience of it's so nice to see you after all this long journey And we can finally, like, party and have fun and merry-make and all that.